This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we talk with this year's Saskatchewan winner in the Outstanding Young Farmer Competition. It's a farm couple from Wood Mountain, 235 kilometers southwest of Regina. A new farm app was developed last week in Regina at Canada's Farm Show and is the winner in a challenge competition put on by Cultivator by Conexus. Ottawa announces a three-month online consultation process to resolve farm labour shortage issues. And we hear about a multi-use farm southwest of Saskatoon near Vanskoy. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. A couple from Wood Mountain is this year's Saskatchewan winners in the Outstanding Young Farmer competition. Cody Straza and Allison Squires were selected last week during an event at Canada's Farm Show in Regina. Cody describes his farming operation. We're a certified organic farm at uh, Wood Mountain, Saskatchewan. We have about 4,500 acres, and uh, within that we have derm, corzan, flax, lentils, peas and oats, and we're, we're trying some different grazing and uh, cover crops this year. Was it tough going organic? Uh, no, it was kind of a, a natural thing for us. When we came back to the farm, we uh, farmed side by side with my parents who were already organic. So in a sense, it was even easier to go organic than uh, not. Why organic? What does it, how much extra does it pay? Well, there, there is the, the price premiums, which is good, but it's also uh, not having to uh, work with the chemicals uh, is a big, big benefit to us and uh, working with uh, a living system. Instead of uh, trying to kill stuff, you're looking at how can I make stuff grow better. Are you saying it pays better then? Yes, it might not yield better, but it pays better. The, the premiums uh, more than make up for the, uh, the yield loss. Do you have any livestock? Yes, we do. We have uh, a cow-calf uh, operation as well that integrates really nicely with the grain farm. Instead of doing plow-down uh, green manure, we will grow a cover crop and graze the cows on that. That way, we're, we're uh, terminating that green manure without using chemicals or tillage. And we're cycling those nutrients right there in the field with the cows. Plus, we're seeing a, a good benefit on the, the calves. So it, uh, the two work very well together. What do you see as some of the key things that you do that, you know, uh, allowed you to become Saskatchewan's Outstanding Young Farmer competition winner? There's a number of things. And it's a, a very broad spectrum of judging categories. And we feel like we showed quite well in each one of the categories from the, our production practices to our uh, community involvement, environmental work that we do. How long have you been farming? We bought our farm here in 2010. Just what is Corzan? You mentioned it earlier. 
Corazan is an ancient wheat. It grows much like wheat or derm. It uh, has a, a larger kernel that is used in pasta and some baking. So like a durum wheat then, I take it? It's very similar to durum, yes. So how much does it sell for per bushel, say? It's in the, the $30 range. Uh, every year is a little up or down, but that's an approximate. Are there any other key farming methods that you'd like to do outline for me? Well, as for farming methods, uh, we're, like I said, with uh, the cattle grazing or cover crops, we're really reducing our tillage. We're focusing more on the soil life, and we're applying compost to our land, trying and also a uh, compost tea extract onto our seed, which is getting us uh, a quicker germination and uh, a better seedling um, vitality. Last year was a challenging year, a very dry year for many Saskatchewan farmers. How did you do? We were uh, right in the middle of that, that drought. It was, it was tough everywhere. And, well, a lot of our crops had the, the cattle graze them because the, the combines weren't going to roll across them. It, uh, it was a very tough and uh, hard decision to make. But in the end, we were able to, to make something out of it by, by grazing the crops. So you still were able to make some money last year despite the drought? Yes. Yeah, we were. So, Cody, a key part of becoming Saskatchewan's outstanding young farmer is community involvement. What do you do there? Both Allison and I are involved from our, our local community, being involved in different organizations here. Uh, we're both involved at provincial organizations as well, uh, as well as national and even international boards that we're on. So that it really rounded out that, that part of the application uh, very nicely. Did I see something on Facebook? You are the Organic Farmer of the Year in Canada? <laughs> yes. Last year, we were named Saskatchewan's Outstanding Organic Farmers. And just this year, we were awarded the National Organic Farmer of the Year. Cody Straza and Allison Squires of Wood Mountain are this year's Saskatchewan winners in the Outstanding Young Farmer competition. They'll be involved in the national finals this November in Saskatchewan. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. A new farm app for backyard gardeners and farmers has won a development challenge at last week's Canada's Farm Show. The co-founder of Produce, Hannah Tate, says the goal is to help launch gardening through learning and creating a marketplace to connect with consumers. The support would be through a phone app. So our goal was had three pillars. So first of all, it was important to launch. So we aim to help people launch their gardens um, from home. And so we're looking at home producers. And secondly, the pillar is learning. So learning is going to help uh, home producers produce a higher yield as well as be more productive and efficient in their gardening practices at home. And then finally, uh, trade. Trade is the marketplace that we built on our app. And so this is where our producers can connect with local consumers that aren't quite served by the current food production systems, uh, such as like grocery stores and stuff like that. Yeah. Our idea is really to find a solution that is self-sustaining and not dependent on external funding, um, like many nonprofit organizations that are working to fight food insecurity. 
So a lot of these nonprofits, um, they have to take what they can get, and sometimes it's not always great. And so we were, I had some experience uh, volunteering with the food bank, and a lot of my co-founders are really involved in nonprofits. So we identified that external funding is not going to be able to really eradicate the issue of food insecurity. So is this designed just for nonprofits or any farmer that, or, or a small gardener may want to try selling some of their produce? Of course. So this app would be a revenue generating idea. And so it'd be um, along the lines of a social enterprise that would work alongside nonprofits and our community members to uh, eradicate food insecurity. And we see that this idea is profitable. A lot of people hear food insecurity and think, oh, it must be a charity. But we really took on a challenge to make it sustainable and independent so it can serve the needs of our community without having to beg, fight and steal for resources. Where are you based and how do you hope to make money with this? Of course. Um, so myself and my absolutely amazing co-founders, it's really important to recognize them. I'm just lucky enough to be here to speak with you all, but um, they really put in the work. And many of us are actually University of Regina graduates. And it's interesting because we're all kind of leaders in a slightly different field. And then when we came together, we could really complement and extend each other's abilities. And so it really was almost like a match made in heaven type of deal. And we have received a lot of interest following up and one of the big pieces of interest while we were developing our product was leaders in our community so we needed to do market research and validate our customer profiles and stuff like that and so we reached out to some of the biggest bosses in Regina and said here's our idea what do you think and I think it was really special because they responded and they were supportive of wanting to fight food insecurity but also support some young entrepreneurs with a big idea and another big part of our success and our win I really do believe was our community so we only had 24 hours to build a whole business model and a whole minimum viable product so that takes people years and years but we did it in 24 hours and that was because when we asked our community what do you think what are your problems and they responded within 24 hours so we put out a survey and so I think that it's just so special that we were able to connect with our community and I think that was a really strong competitive advantage and really made our idea and our product fight the actual issue. How much do you win financially? Um, so we did win $4,000, but um, we are really excited to keep taking this idea forward. So that would probably be reinvested um, in our idea and developing it um, alongside a lot of really interested community organizations and people. And so we won, but are, I guess, not, not personal financially. How do you make money with this? Of course. So um, we set up our business model to uh, be subscription based. So um, it was also important that we had free features. So the free features are kind of the basic ones, but we needed to generate revenue. And so we added some extras for a premium package. And that's what's going to bring in revenue and make this sustainable in the long run. Hannah Tate is the co-founder of Produce, which won last week's Innovator Challenge through Cultivator by Conexus at Canada's Farm Show. Time now for Real Agri.
Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on the source. 620 CKRM. This is your RealAgriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Let's talk soybeans. Our next guest is the executive director at Soy Canada, Brian Innes. Uh, hey, you had your AGM this week. Uh, how did things go? Oh, we had a great gathering. Uh, we had folks gathered in Winnipeg as well as from across the country. Uh, it was a good opportunity to look back at the year that was 2021 in soybeans in Canada, as well as thinking about what we're doing together uh, through Soy Canada, bringing folks together from the Atlantic Ocean to the Rocky Mountains and all segments of the value chain. I saw your goals and strategic priorities and wanted to, you know, right off the top, check in with you some, with some of the acre goals that you have on the board. Um, the, the one that sticks out to me is, uh, is for Western Canada. The 2027 target is 6 million. You're currently at 1.4 uh, for 2021, which is actually down from 2016 at 1.8, going the, the opposite direction. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, um, uh, folks looking back at what was over the last few years, and even the Manitoba Minister of Agriculture himself uh, was referencing how the 10 year yield for soybeans in Manitoba is higher than the five year yield. And I think when we look at it as an industry, uh, we've certainly seen the effects of the drought over the last few years in Western Canada. Uh, and with soybeans really being a crop that thrives in moisture and thrives in high heat conditions, a little bit like we're seeing in Manitoba this year, uh, you know, it has been a, a more difficult crop for growers in drier parts of Western Canada. Uh, so when we look to the future, what we see now is uh, real continued optimism for the genetics that are available for Western Canada. Uh, to my reference around how yields in Manitoba actually in 10 years have, have, uh, have been higher than they have been in the last few, you know, we're, we're confident that with more moisture and a, and a wetter cycle, uh, that will create more opportunities for more growth, especially in places uh, where, like the black soil zone, where um, there's more heat uh, and the, the genetics are now better adapted uh, to thrive in those areas. How much is the shipping crunch, you know, the, the container crisis, as, as many have described it, how much has that hurt the Canadian soybean industry? It's a real concern for us, Sean. So with soybeans, we are the largest users of containers of any grain in Canada. And a lot of that use of containers is for our, our identity preserve production or our food grade production. Um, most of it is non-GMO, but not all of it. And so we're shipping containers of soybeans both from Eastern Canada and Western Canada uh, through both coasts um, to get to customers in Europe as well as in Asia. So for us in the soybean space, it's a challenge for us because we're looking to deliver these soybeans in containers to manufacturing facilities that make tofu or natto or soy milk. Um, and they uh, don't have tons of storage. And so they're looking to have those containers show up with the beans they need at the right time and, of course, at the right competitive price for our sector. So it's a challenge because what we're seeing is the international shipping container lines have become really concentrated and we're being put at a price disadvantage as well as a service disadvantage compared to other origins. So it makes it, makes it tough to be competitive, Sean, and we all know that when, when folks are looking for supplies, they want them on time and on budget. And, and when we struggle with a partner like the shipping lines mm -hmm. who 
uh, are really concentrated. It's been a challenge for us. So how, how do we fix that? Is, is that something that needs to be fixed at the port of Montreal or Hamilton? Or is that, it, what is the solution here? Just wait? Is it, is it, is it, does time heal this? Well, maybe, but we're not convinced it will. I mean, what we've seen is that the, the sh- container shipping market has become really concentrated, where three companies control more than 80% of all movement of container ship, uh, shipments in the world. So as Canada, we're, we're you know, part of a larger system, and so we, we uh, and it's not just soybeans, but other grains and other products, whether it's forest products or consumer products using that same system. So the solution that we see is really working with our allies uh, and our partners like Pulse Canada, uh, like the Forest Products uh, Association, as well as the uh, coalition uh, through uh, manufacturers that we're working with as well, to to look at solutions that really bring a competitive framework to shipping lines uh, so that they're subject to the same competition rules that that every uh, other uh, business in the Canadian economy is subject to. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, 30% chance of showers, risk of a thunderstorm. Wind northwest 20, gusting to 40, a high today 26, the low 10. Tomorrow cloudy, 60% chance of showers in the morning, then partly cloudy. Wind southeast 20, the high 24. 40% chance of evening showers tomorrow, the low 15. Wednesday, sunny with a high 28, the low 11. Thursday, partly cloudy and a high of 22, the low 9. Friday, sunny, the high 23, the low 11. Saturday, sunny with a high 26, the low 13. Sunday, sunny sky, the high 29. Normal high is 24, the normal low is 10 degrees. The sun rose at 4.49 this morning. It sets at 9.14 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Coronac in the south country at 27, the cold spot up north, Collins Bay, at 10 degrees. Estevan is 26, Saskatoon 19, Swift Current 23, Weyburn 25, Yorkton is 21. Sunny in Regina, it's 24, that's 75 Fahrenheit, Windsor from the north-northwest at 21. Humidity is 43%, the barometric pressure dropping 102.1. Sunny in Moose Jaw 24, Windsor from the northwest at 11. Once again, Regina, sunny and 24, that's 75 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director, Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. 
The federal government has launched consultations to solicit input and inform a national agricultural labor strategy. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau made the announcement this morning. She says the online consultations open today and run until September 28th. The agri-food system provides one in nine jobs in Canada. The food and beverage processing sector is the largest manufacturing sector in Canada in terms of both GDP and employment. However, the sector experiences high job vacancy rates. We desperately need workers, skilled and non-skilled workers. It has been estimated that by 2029, the agriculture and agri-food sector will have 123,000 more jobs than the domestic labor force can fill. These shortages will significantly impact the sector's potential, limiting its economic growth, affecting rural vitality, and diminishing our capacity to feed Canadians and the world. Innovation, in terms of technology, of course, and also in terms of management, are critical to sustainable growth. And our government wants to ease the business environment to help our farmers and entrepreneurs take on the challenge and thrive. Building on the work already done by the industry and to support the efforts of the industry in trying to find solution to labor shortages, I'm launching today national consultations on an agricultural labor strategy. We are reaching out to all stakeholders in the agriculture and agri-food sector employers, workers and industry associations, unions and indigenous and other underrepresented groups. So between now and September 28th, I invite everyone to share their ideas through our online consultations. Bebo says a number of areas of focus have been identified, including the use of automation and technology, targeted skills development and training, employment incentives and best practices, improved working conditions and benefits, and programs to recruit and retain workers. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com A farm in the Vanscoy area, southwest of Saskatoon, has several revenue streams. These streams include crops, livestock, part ownership in a Saskatoon restaurant, and operating a summer day camp for elementary school students. Arlie LaRoche is the owner-operator of Farm 140. So we, we're a pretty small farm by Saskatchewan standards. We just have like about 25 cow-calf pairs, but we finish our cattle here, so we always have a couple years' worth of calves on the ground. And then we have about 40 breeding ewes, which translates to about 70, 80 lambs in a season. And then we usually have somewhere between 15 to 40 pigs on the go at any given time. And then we just have some. My kids, honestly, it's their hobby laying flock of chickens. Some animals are free range. Yeah, the pigs have a big six-acre paddock that we rotate them through because pigs are rototillers, so we have to move them so that they don't totally destroy the soil. But uh, they have a big space, and then the chickens are always outside as well. And LaRoche explains further. 
Yeah, I, I do most of the day-to-day operations of the animals. There's somebody that manages the garden here. Her name is Julie Maxwell, and she does the big garden. And uh, someone else takes care of the honeybees. And he used to have honeybees in the city, so he takes care of them. And then we have business partners that run the restaurant. So my role in the restaurant is to just supply them with the product. And LaRoche outlines the feed supply. So our cows and sheep are 100% grass-fed and finished. So they're eating pasture in the summer. And then we do have a bit of land out by Waka, by my in-law's place. And that's where we put up our hay. So we just transport our hay from that farm here for the winter. And then at that same farm near Waka, my husband grows a little bit of cereal crops. So that's where we grow the grain for the pigs and chickens. LaRoche will be running three camps this summer for kids between the ages of 7 and 10. The dates are July 11 to 14, July 18 to 20, and August 8 to 11. They're a pretty fun way for kids to spend a week in the summer. It's just four-day camps that they come for the day and go home each night, and they get to learn a little bit about the workings of a, a livestock farm. And she describes a typical day. Usually when they first get here, they just do some game or some craft to just kind of wake up a little bit, I guess. Each day I take them for about an hour and we have an animal focus session. So each day of the week, we're going to focus on a different animal. We have four types of animals here and there's four days of camp. So it works out just right like that. And then they might have some playtime, maybe another different craft. And then we usually have a garden focus hour with that Julie Maxwell that I mentioned. Uh, She'll take them and talk to them about all things gardening and then just some more games and we're always going out onto the farm and walking around and seeing the different animals and where they live, feeding them and that kind of thing. Arlie LaRoche is the owner-operator of Farm 140 near Vanskoy, southwest of Saskatoon. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tom and Lumber and Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices were mixed this morning. Viterra prices for canola rose 870 at 852.32. One red spring wheat went down 528 at 447.66. The rest were unchanged. Durham 569.52. Feed barley 347.87. Chickpeas 999.99. Flax 1022.67. Lentils 814.50. Oats 451.53, yellow peas 514.96, and feed wheat 378.30. At Minneapolis, July spring wheat fell eight and a half cents at 10.62 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source 620 CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. And now the latest quotes. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee bringing the livestock market report direct from Swift Current. We had 700 cattle on offer last week. D1 and 2 cows, a dollar, $1.17. D3 cows, 80 to a dollar. Good bulls, dollar ten to dollar forty-two. Medium bulls, 85 to dollar ten. Heiferets, a dollar ten to dollar thirty-three and a half. 
1,200-pound open heifers are 135 to 150. Just a note here, special pair sale Thursday, June the 30th, 200 cow-calf pairs on offer, including his 125 best red angus pairs walking or laying down. This is a DLMS sale. Good day and good marketing. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is both Brandon and Moose Jaw Plants. Today's quote, $248.02 per CKG. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandaco. Talk to your Mandaco dealer or visit mandaco.com to learn more about Mandaco land rollers and tillage equipment. The Saskatchewan government has announced an additional $22 million in funding for the Saskatchewan Research Council's Rare Earth Processing Facility. The facility will be able to expand its capabilities and move further along the rare earth element value chain with the addition of a metals unit that will produce rare earth metals. Those metals are important for manufacture permanent magnets. The facility will be the first of its kind in North America, forming an industry model for future commercial rare earth element resource expansion in the province. The Research Council is setting up a monazite processing unit. Monazite supply has been secured from Brazil. The Research Council will be a world leader in rare earth element processing and part of a building a rare earth hub in Saskatchewan. Rare earth products are expected to be for sale on the international market in 2024, including rare earth oxides and didymium metals. The Saskatchewan Research Council provides services and products to 1,500 clients in 27 countries around the world. On the markets today, the TSX is up 190 points to 19,253. The Dow has gained 12 points to 31,512. Oil has risen 235 at 109.97 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is unchanged at 77.70 U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.